caring for our communities. Out of the gym and off the park, working just as hard paying it forward to our next generation. This is More Than An Athlete with Izzy and Kempe. I don't know what it is, that song just gets me going every single time. There are many different ways of being an inspiration as Kiwis come in all different shapes and sizes with different lives and backstories to share. Our recent success at Paralympic level has been nothing short of refreshing and welcomed as our disabled athletes have time and time again represented New Zealand with distinction at the top. When Lisa Adams won a gold medal in the women's shot put F37 at the Tokyo Para Games, it completed an incredible rise to the top of her support, considering she only picked up a put seriously a few years earlier. She joined her sister turned coach Dame Valerie as gold medalist at the pinnacle for their sports and showed once again that there is an opportunity for everyone if you work hard enough and dedicate yourself to a cause. Now Lisa is paying it forward as the Sanitarium Wheatbix Kids Triathlon Ambassador. Yes, the world-famous Wheatbix Triathlon is back. How good? And our next gen of Kiwi stars of all shapes and sizes and abilities are getting their crack to start their athletic journey. And Lisa is on the line with us this morning. More than an athlete, Lisa Adams. Morning. Good morning. Appreciate your time this morning, Lisa. How stoked are you to be an ambassador for such an iconic event that so many of our tamariki have taken part in. Yeah, I'm really honoured and grateful to, to be a part of this um, campaign for the kids. I, I feel like we're all about, you know, trying to encourage the youth and all that and, and bring through, you know, that angatahi kind of inspire the next generation to come and fill our shoes. And yeah, it's awesome. It's an awesome campaign to be a part of. What does the ambassadorial role look like for yourself, Lisa? Like, what will you be doing on the ground with these kids to to ensure that uh, they're competing? What does it look like? Yeah, so I, you know, all around champion the kids, and I attend the events, and I'm I'm there, uh, you know, encouraging them, cheering for them. I get to you know do the medal presentation once they finish the their. Um, events and stuff, which is that's probably the most special part. But just encouraging them to try their best, give it a go, um, encouraging kids to register if they haven't done so already, and yeah, just trying to drive the numbers of kids' participation up, really. That's awesome, Lisa. Nice. Did, did you, coming from where you've come from to today when you're a part of this, are the opportunities easier to come by for all sorts of New Zealanders to take part in sport? and be outside and take part in organised sport, do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Coming from, you know, just looking back on the opportunities that were around when I was younger, there were some, but there were very few, but I feel like sports and, you know, physical activities developed majorly over the last, you know, 20 years. But there's lots of pathways that kids can take to try and get them to that next level of sports or physical activity. It's huge. Where did your journey start with sports and athletics? Obviously, it goes hand in hand with a few of your iconic sporting family Fano members. But where did your journey start? <laughs> um, so I've always loved sport, and at primary school, I tried 
you know, many sports and I actually started playing basketball just because my older brother Sydney played basketball and I guess that became my first love. So I played basketball for about 15 years, um, but I've always just tried sports because I wasn't too sure if I could or couldn't play them. So I've always just tried stuff. I'm always keen to try new things and yeah, if I like it, I stick with it. If I, I don't, I don't. But yeah, just giving it a go has, has been huge for me and that's how I got into athletics. So. Have you always felt pretty good at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Not bad at that. Did you always feel welcome, um, Lisa, with your disability? Did you always find it easy to, I don't want to say fit in, but you know, like in those circles around sports teams, was there always an opportunity? For the most part, yes. I think it was more. It wasn't like I was shunned away, but I think I needed the self-confidence to do it. But I also felt like if I wanted to keep up with, you know, able-bodied people who played mainstream sport, I felt like I needed to work harder to almost prove that I could keep up with them as well. But, I, yeah, I definitely wasn't shunned away. But, yeah, I, I think it was probably more on me. Like, everyone else was very welcoming. You know, they didn't see me any different, but I just, know that I'm different so I felt yeah I need to, to try and bridge that gap by training harder or you know working harder to keep up with the rest As a country the Paralympians have always excelled on the big stage can you give us a little insight to the Paralympic program and and why it has been so successful and just to add to that other other pathways there for 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 kids out there that maybe have some disabilities to go on and, and what are those pathways? Yeah, absolutely. So I can kind of only speak to, you know, what I've done in, in my NSO, yeah. our NSO, um, National Sporting you know, Organisation. They're very inclusive. We're lucky to be integrated as a whole. You know, Athletics New Zealand, we're not separate para-athletes there. But uh, there are some great pathways for, you know, disabled kids or kids with impairments through, like, the Halberg Foundation. You know, they have Halberg games there, so kids can be identified through there. Um, we also, for athletics, have a lead para coach that will implement, you know, co- uh, camps here and there to try and bring these athletes here as well. We actually have one next month, so. That's that's awesome, Lisa. And for you, athletics has been what's kind of put you on the map of late. But I was just doing a bit of research. You've done a a fair bunch of different sports, including some – you've been a footballer as well, haven't you? (laughs) Yeah, yes. That was one of the sports I tried. Um, I played – yeah, I played rugby union. Uh, I said I would if I could find some boots that I could fit. Um, So, yeah, I found some (laughs) – some size 15 boots in the shop and then I signed up for rugby just to give it a go but I love the contact and it's amazing size 15 now I'll give you an inkling that's Luke Romano's foot Luke Romano's got a giant foot size 15 that is awesome can, can you talk to me about the upbringing like I remember my I've got a big family and I used to get smoked every week 100 nil by my brothers <laughs> like the battles that you endured through your life like what was it like growing up in the Adams household Oh, yeah, of cool. course. So I particularly grew up with two sisters and two brothers. And, yeah, yeah we were always just, 
at each other all the time. But I, I'm grateful as well. You know, some of most of it was self-inflicted because I was a mark, so I would get the fighting. That's me. That's me. It makes you tough. So yeah, you know, you, you if you can fight with boys then as a, as a female, then yeah, you're good to go. So. <laughs> I was always protected, so I always used to run to my mum, and mum would like, leave him alone, leave him alone, and they all come out to me, and so there's a little saying at my house, my boy, my boy, leave my boy alone, so that was me, that was me, I think we were on the same page, Lisa, oh, I think it's hugely important, like these big families, the the kids, the what they endure during their, life, um, their, their younger lives, will uh, ensure that they can go on and, and deal with even anything in their older lives. What's next for you, Lise? What, what, what's, what are your goals moving forward? Yeah, sorry, just to speak to what you just said, you're absolutely right. I think that's why, you know, the Sanitarium Week of Kids Triathlon, it plays a key role in the kids, you know, Kiwi kids' lives to just encourage them to be fit and healthy, but also gain that confidence and, and self-belief by completing, you know, their triathlon to kind of give them the confidence to carry on with sport if they wish to do so. Um, but, yeah, sorry, I have world champs to qualify for, and those are in July in Paris next year. Beautiful. Oh, no doubt you'll be into full. So, oh, July, you got a bit of time there. So what do you do in your free time? I train, yeah. <laughs> I train. Uh, I'm a mum as well. Yeah. And yeah, I study. I I keep busy. I keep busy, but yes. Yeah, so we train five to six days a week, and it's yeah, it's a lot of build up. Yeah, um, in preparation for these clinical events. So. Well, you're obviously a little bit more dedicated than Tom Walsh. I play golf with Tom Walsh, and he's just chilling at the moment. So maybe you need to get into his ear and uh, <laughs> sort him out. Sort him out. We'll see what he's doing. Hey, Lise, we appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> We're very awesome. proud Thank of you, you down under. And, and thanks for the work you do for our tamariki for uh, Sanitarium. Appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Lisa Adams. Character. Total character. She's still tr- still training hard, mate. Still training hard. Well, she trains hard. Don't get me wrong. Well, she trains extremely hard, but. Man, it's awesome. They take it seriously, that Adams family. Like, <laughs> Valerie stayed over there for the – she spent so – they spent so much time away from their Fano just to make mm. sure that Lisa got her a crack. And then she shattered the Olympic record in her um, prelim, like in her qualifying throw, and then went on to, like, put tack on another – and the world record as well, and then went to tack on, like, another metre and a half. So she's found her wow. niche. Isn't it amazing that she only started taking it – doing it full-time in 2018. Think about the amount of success her sister had had, but it just had never <laughs> obviously crossed paths with her. And they're an incredible family just for their exposure that they've given New Zealand. Incredible family. Incredible. And I think that's the nature. Like, at our day and age, you know, two kids, Max is kind of where families get to. The old days, you know, you're having four, five, six, and you will never – have any more competition than growing up with your brothers and sisters at home in the backyard. The backyard cricket events that you play, all-day test matches, the 100 nil hidings I used to get every single weekend just put you in good stead. And that's what I kind of get from the Adams fan. They would have just been absolutely pumping each other week in, day out. Imagine the smash windows. Sorry, Mum. 
Oh, I smashed so many windows. And, and then, you know, the old school cardboard up with a bit of sellotape for about a, two years because couldn't afford the old window. So it was just, oh, memories are flooding back. Oh, Izzy, it's so funny because you're, you, so you're on that side of it, right, where you ended up kicking on and having a career. And you were, so my sister, Talia, has gone on to play mm. for ASU and D1 football, and she's a hell of a, a soccer player herself. And, yep. Like, I 100% take credit for it because of what you're saying. Like, we used to flog yeah. each other, and she was younger than me, and, like, she would always be ch- trying to keep You'd up with smoke me. you smoke her, eh? I would <laughs> nail her, like, two feet <laughs> sliding studs up. Like, her, well, her ankle issues, probably most of them are from Leithfield <laughs> Beach, me cleaning her up in the campground. Oh, so, like, it's it's honestly so important that just grassroots back backyard development for athletes. Mm. That in-house competition. The in-house competition, and I, I'm, I want to keep it alive here, and I want my kids to to experience it. And it's cool when other families come over because you get a little bit, bit of it. But mate, day in day out, the night before, you're saying to your brothers, "All right, boys, we're waking up at seven o'clock. We're gonna have breakfast, and we're gonna go out and have the first session till lunch. And then we'll go away <laughs> have lunch. Then we'll come out and play the afternoon session. You get six batters each, and you set up the field as you put chairs all around the field, and your house is four and six. If you go over the fence, you're out." On the full, like, it's just the best day. And that's all it is. All you need is a bat and a tennis ball with a little bit of sellotape to create a swing. And when that sellotape falls off, that's the old ball. So you just got to make it happen. Mate, it's just, oh, yeah. I loved it. Tim Southey. You can't beat it. Roll your fingers over it. Let it let it grip in the, surf, the Hagley Oval circuit surface. Uh, love it. And it was good to catch up with Lisa there for more than an athlete. And Michael's come through. Freemasons New Zealand Special, Special Olympics National Summer Games is from... 8th to 12th of December, over 1,400 athletes and coaches and hundreds of volunteers will be visiting Hamilton. Oh, good on you, Michael. Thanks for coming through there. Jade says, talk about memories, boys. Knee rugby on the trampling, brutal. (laughs) Oh, hallway rugby with the cousins and just carpet burn everywhere. Oh, mate, honestly, and you just, you know how you, like, try and get that little run-up on your knees and you just, your chest is high, you're like, arms are flowing in and then, boff, and you get smoked. Oh, man, I used to get pumped. So, Jade, yeah, I remember that. It wasn't really nice in my household. Man, I got a hiding every time. Oh, so good, so good. Hey, um, some great text messages here from throughout the morning on everything we've chatted about. Just going back to the softball, is he, this is one from Cam. Good morning, boys. I'm a massive softball fan. Played the game myself and my dad and granddad played. Um, my granddad used to take teams over to Canada back in the 70s with Papatoi Toei Club in Auckland. Looks like COVID has caused another one of our international teams to fail because of no travel to play. Can't believe we are out of our own World Cup. I am so disappointed. Hard luck, boys. Cam and Invercargill. Cam... Yeah, it's pretty disappointing. And you paint a good picture there. Like, there's been no international softball. There's been no exposure for these players. I don't know what the grassroots level softball competition looks like. We just renovated Papa Toi Toi Softball Club, mate. So go back and have a look. They've got a new uh, kitchen. They've got a new clubhouse. And Ray there, the pitcher, oh, man, he's got some heat on it. I had to try and hit him out of the park. I couldn't do it. But, mate, yeah, it's 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 not making for good sight. And, yeah, not, very disappointing. And we're very – we feel for them. And I hope that we'll get a couple of – try and get Mark Sorensen. No, he might be on the show later on today throughout our morning. But I'm sure there'll be plenty of reaction to the softball because the Black Sox, they are always there or thereabouts and they've been bundled out of our own World Cup. Yeah, 2-0 defeat to Cuba in extra, t- extra innings um, last night. Own World Cup – 
gutting for them. They will be hurting. And hey guys, did you realise Jamie Richards picked up two winners last night in front of his parents and sister Happy Valley? Don't forget Cameron Ringo. He's underway now. Greg, yes he is Greg. So it's been a a while between drinks from his first to second winner and then he only had three horses at the races last night and he got hit two from three. So he is... Did you get on? (laughs) No. Like I'm, Sad, I mean, I'm, I'm sick, but I'm not like Happy Valley on a Wednesday sick. <laughs> most, most weeks. I'm, I'm a self, I'm a self, uh, I'm deleted that, so I'm, I'm staying well off it. <sighs> Gotta have a nice summer break in uh, the Dag household. Oh, okay, that's Had my little dabble. Good on you, mate. Did but what? I did what you said important. not to do. Yeah. Oh, what? Bet through the winter. Remember <laughs> 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 going back to the start of winter? I was like, just put, keep your powder dry. <laughs> I yeah, didn't listen, did I? So you're like hibernating in the wrong months. All right, it's, it's okay, yeah. Izzy. I, actually, I really I'll respe- be back, I, No, I respect that. Deleting the apps is a, is a great way to keep yourself um, off it. Seriously, RIT and Gamble are responsible. I'm not, I'm no facetiousness mm. or anything. It is. It's, so I'm not, it's sometimes not, it's you not just bad. Need, I just, just want to have a break. break. Sometimes, just have a little. Because it's exhausting. So I wait for it. Yeah. Sometimes. So stop talking about it. Okay, 22 minutes past eight. <laughs> you, you miss it. Warehouse. <laughs> no, great joking. save, Vicks, every day.